Hello, accomplices. Hello, accomplices. What's going on? Nothing. How's your garden? My garden is doing well. It's uh, balling out of control. I need to get a uh, an attachment for my hose or something because I'm hurting some of the plants by watering them too hard with just a solid stream of water. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's it's looking good. I didn't plant nearly enough carrots. Carrots are the thing I want, and I don't have very many of them. I've got a bunch of other stuff that I'm not sure what it is, and I've got a bunch of tomatoes. But yeah, got any weed, man? Be- Did no, I don't. I don't got any weed, man. Oh, that's okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, let's uh, let's talk about one of my heroes in life, one of my all-time favorite stories. Okay. A, a true great American and a purveyor of justice. I was just watching some footage and some material on YouTube about. So this. you you saw that? Okay, okay. Well, let me let me start from the beginning. Okay. So. Marvin John Haymeyer was born on October 28, 1951, in South Dakota. Um, When he was about 40, he moved to a town in Colorado called Granby. It's a little podunk town, but everyone said that he, he didn't really have any any family or friends in the area. He just kind of moved there, and he started a muffler repair shop okay and he was very successful people liked him he had a lot of friends he was a well-respected member of the community and he apparently had two muffler shops so he was doing well enough to open a second shop oh okay damn i yeah i I didn't think he had the muffler shop yet but never mind no no he was he was doing well he had uh he had owned the shop for about 10 years. Oh, okay. So he was, he was a successful businessman. Um, also everybody, thanks for listening to another episode of take the money and run. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. This, yeah, this is a good one though. You're, you're going to like this one. But the podcast that you're listening to is, um, so yeah, please continue. This is fucking awesome. Yes, this is this is a good one. And so he just to to build it up a little bit, he he had an issue with with a Resolution Trust Corporate. Oh no, that's that's where who he purchased the land through. He had an issue with Mountain Park Concrete. Okay. Mountain Park Concrete was a company that was going to build a a cement factory next to his muffler shop. Now, the issue was he didn't like the noise and dust and stuff from the muffler shop, and he petitioned against it, but it it got passed. And it was also going to destroy the one road that he had to access his muffler shop, essentially putting him out of business. You can't have a muffler shop if you can't drive to the muffler shop, right? Right, yeah, that sucks. It, it essentially just, like, 
eliminated his business. They uh, they just zoned him out of existence, basically. So some shitty small town politics, whatever. There, there's according to the Wikipedia, and I didn't see this anywhere else. So I think this is dubious. The Wikipedia has a lot of stuff. <clears throat> so I've I've followed this for a while, and originally what I heard I think is more accurate compared to the things some of the things that the Wikipedia says, if you go and look at it, a lot of the things seem like they were added later to make the other people in the story look better and less shady. Okay. So there was apparently an issue that he was negotiating to sell some of the land for the, uh, to the concrete factory or cement factory. And he kept changing the price. So it was a, there was issues with the negotiation, but basically what ended up happening is the zoning commission and the town's trustees approved the construction of the plant. He did everything he could to block it. He started a public plea. He went out and actually physically collected uh, signatures around the town to petition it, but it was to no avail. Yeah. Oh, fuck. City council was bought and paid for, and the cement plant was going ahead. Was there, like, any kind of greasing of the, you know, uh, bureaucratic wheels by the concrete? Oh, I'm, I'm sure there was. It was a huge project for a small town. I'm sure people's family members and stuff were. And he was an outsider. Keep in mind, he just moved to the town. Right. So even though he was well-respected and got along with people... And this is this is another reason why why I'm um I'm a fan of his and I it's important for this guy to stand up for American justice because I've just moved to a new town and started my own business and while I haven't had any issues with anybody yet and I'm I think I'm I'm meeting a lot of people and getting well connected this is the kind of thing that could happen to anyone right especially when you have like you have to I mean you're you're pretty like this guy you know i mean they 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 destroyed the road you know like so so he thought of another he thought of a workaround he said okay i'll tell you what let's build another road and they said no so he said well what if i buy all of the equipment and build the road myself at my expense he literally went out and bought heavy equipment to build a road and they still said no they said no. They said, fuck you. We are building the cement plant and we don't like your shitty little muffler shop. I'm sure there has And to- then, to add insult to injury, when they were doing construction on the muffler shop, they severed the sewer line to his muffler shop. Or when they were doing construction on the cement factory, they severed the sewer line to the muffler shop and then charged him $2,500 as a fine for not being connected. To the sewer line. Yeah, that's a chicken shit move. And along with the fine, which he paid, he included a note that read, cowards. Oh, man. So what do you do at this point? What can you do? Uh, I mean, all he's got is his muffler shop, uh, a bunch of heavy equipment, and a skill at welding, and a lot of know-how to build and make things and a fuck ton of pent up rage and a fuck ton of pent up rage. (laughs) Let me read you a couple of quotes. Okay. 
there's he because he left like um i listened to five minutes you know spread out but he left like seven tapes of his recordings like a recorded manifesto behind did you run across that i did i'm not i'm not really going to get into the manifesto because it's i mean i'll, I'll give you the gist of it but basically Is we it... can sum it up by saying he was pissed off and he thought god sent him to do this so oh well do you, do you want to talk about the manifesto at all no no, that's way more than I knew about it. I didn't know if you were going to make quotes from that. And then he had to bring God into it, and now I'm just turned off entirely. Yeah, he said, God built me for this job. I need to He thought it was God's plan for him to not be married or have a family so that he could carry out such an attack. And God will bless me to get the machine done, to drive it, and do the stuff that I have to do. God bless me in advance for the attack that I'm about to undertake. It is my duty. God has asked me to do this. It is a cross that I'm going to carry, and I'm carrying it in God's name. Whoa. Whoa. So, he was, as the Blues Brothers said, on a mission from Gad. Whoa. That is fucking, that's the scariest shit to me right there. I mean, but I don't think anything he does is unreasonable. Well, well, yeah, but the... the like the the believe the believing in what what did kings used to call that it's like like divine right or something something like that yeah that that kind of bugs me out see i i don't know i think i think whatever you use to see the world i just see it as a it's a different operating system than than you know you might have but at the same time, you're still going to play the game, even if you need an emulator to do it. Yeah, that's true. So. Yeah, he's he's about to fucking. Here, here's a more a more secular quote that <clears throat> I think better sums it up. I was always willing to be reasonable until I had to be unreasonable. He wrote. Sometimes reasonable men must do unreasonable things. Are you sure However, he's the? Huh. Is he the first? Is he really the first one to say that? Because that sounds so familiar. Or is it? Um, I don't know if he's the first one, but he is definitely one. And honestly, I think he's a little wrong here because I don't think anything he did was unreasonable. Okay. Okay. But now, accomplices, you're probably like, "What are you guys talking about? What was unreasonable or what wasn't reasonable?" Well, well, let me yeah, get into that. The uh, so, the anniversary right just passed i think it did um that sounds familiar i think that's why it was on my mind i saw it on facebook it's popped up recently because it happened on june 4th of whatever year this was so that just passed yes but yeah a day that will go down in history so according to the tank encyclopedia this has its own its own entry on the tank encyclopedia. <laughs> One of the things he had to build the road was a Komatsu D355A bulldozer. It's 49 tons and powered by a 410 horsepower engine. It has a top speed of 12 kilometers per hour. That's almost seven and a half miles per hour. And a horsepower per ton ratio of 8.36. 
damn that yeah that it's like it's a you know you can picture a bulldozer but there's this is a fucking serious bulldozer this is the bulldozer this is an industrial he's going to build a road and possibly <laughs> have to plow a path through a hill and, and this and is what the, he's going to use to do it if there might be like a a small hardware store in between where he needs to build that road i think he's going to have to just it, build a it. hardware store would not stand up to this thing now that's not what he took out though what what he ended up doing was he modified it a little bit. Okay. So the way he modified it was he put up to a foot thick of machine steel. And that machine steel, so there's a plate of machine steel filled with high load cement filled with the other side being machine steel. So he made a little sandwich. It's composite armor similar to what a tank uses. Oh my god, yeah. It's fucking crazy. So the reason he did this was to be able to stand up to explosives or bullets. Now, the only way... This didn't have a door or anything. It was very secure. So if someone was to get into the... We'll start calling it the killdozer, because that's what it's called. Bum, bum, bum. So if someone was to get into the killdozer and want to pilot it, they would have to have this armor chassis lowered onto the bulldozer, trapping them inside. This was a one-way trip. Whoa. Yeah. This is so fucking ominous. (laughs) So we built this thing over a year period, right? Yeah. And he has friends come over to his house. And hang out in his garage where he's constructing this fucking killdozer. <laughs> yeah. Nobody notices. Over a year of going and hanging out with him, like everything's normal. There's just a killdozer being constructed. Oh, God. well, yeah. Holy so this thing is now 61 tons, and <coughs> it is armed. This this isn't enough right here. It has hooked up to gun ports with cameras attached to them so there's no actual windows to shoot through. Yeah. And the cameras are protected by four-inch thick bulletproof plastic with dust cans that are remotely controlled like duster in order to blow any dust or anything away from the cameras so that you can still see. Whoa. There is <laughs> a 50 caliber M82 Barrett semi-automatic anti-material rifle. Yep, those uh, those those will keep keep the Mexican Marines away for sure. Yeah, and then there's also there's a few other things that he has, and that's where it varies. I've heard anywhere between two and three other rifles attached to it. Um, and oh, I, uh, I saw a picture of inside and in one of the because I saw the M82 sniper, the 50 cal like mounted, but then he also had like a. I don't know, I guess you would call it, like, a Galil-style, like, assault? Yeah, he had he had one of those, and then he had a, either, uh, he had a Mini-14, and possibly two of them, and it was unclear as to whether it was, he, this is just splitting hairs, but it was either a 7.62 millimeter and 5.56 millimeter um, rifles, or... <laughs> I heard a 22 and a 556. So 
it's it's not really doesn't make that much of a difference. Yeah. It's just for show. And he also had two three three fifty seven Magnum pistols inside the cab with him. Okay. So we're off. And um, damn, we're off. So on. Let me see where where it starts on June fourth, two thousand four. He takes this bad boy out for a spin. He encloses him within his steel and cement tomb and goes on a one-way trip into infamy. (laughs) So he drives his bulldozer out the wall of his former business (laughs) and then drives it through the cement plant that was being built next to his business because fuck you and fuck your cement plant. He then goes to the town hall and drives through the town hall. Oh, my fuck. He then goes and drives through the office of a local newspaper that had editorialized against him. What time is it right now? Um, I'm not sure what time it is, but it's, it's daylight. Well, it's during the day. I think this whole thing occurs during the day, so morning or afternoon, and it's daylight by the time it ends. Okay. It's over the period... Oh, it's uh, two hours and seven minutes is how long it lasts. Oh, shit. Okay. He also drives through the the home of a former mayor's widow, a hardware store owned by another man that he took issue with, and other buildings that were either homes or businesses of the rest of the council that had zoned against him. Damn. Now, during this time, the police are out. They are trying to bust through this thing. Now, I've heard differing reports, and the original report was he didn't use any of those rifles. Right. Um, the Wikipedia, however, according to the police, says that he was shooting at police, shooting at transformers, like power lines, and shooting yeah. at propane tanks. Huh. And I'm not sure... If I believe that, just because for the longest time and interviews I saw with other police who were there, not the sheriff who was friends with the town council and wanted to make this guy look worse, was that he didn't shoot at anyone. No one was hurt during this whole thing. Okay, that's important. And I'm thinking if you had a 50 caliber rifle hooked up to an electronic scope that you could, well, you could hurt some people if you wanted to. And there, there would at least be, I mean, some sort of photographic evidence of the damage that it did. You'd at least see some sort of bullet holes or something. Well, not only that, but when you see the cops in the videos climbing around on this thing, they don't seem too worried about it. No, and even the even the um, the newscaster I was listening to on the video was saying like, "This is obviously not armed," you know. Um, and so like, I'm going to go ahead and say that it's horseshit that he shot at anybody. Just based on the cops following really close to it, climbing up onto it while it's still moving. The Another thing they said was that he fired at the earth mover that they brought in to try and stop it. They brought okay. in the heaviest piece of equipment they could find to put in his path, and it just booped it out of the way. Like yeah. it was nothing. I saw that. It's called like a land scraper or something. It's yeah, it was like- a wheeled land scraper. Compared to a 61-ton tracked vehicle. Oh. 
Now, somewhere along the rampage, toward the end, obviously, there is an issue with the radiator. It ruptures, and he starts leaking coolant. Okay. So he's overheating while he's getting the last of the buildings, and he manages to end up in the hardware store. And he's losing power, and one of his tracks gets stuck as it falls into the hardware store basement, and he's just stuck. Damn. <laughs> at this point, the cops are still trying to shoot their way in. They shot at him a lot of times. They shot at him more than 100 times, and he was just bouncing off. At this point, they try four explosive charges. I'm assuming they're breaching charges, okay. which is like a small shaped charge. Mm-hmm. They don't even dent the thing. Um, uh, there was like a, a military base, pretty like 10, 10 miles away or something. So, at, the at yes, the governor wanted to scramble a uh, an Apache from the Air National Guard base. Whoa! I didn't hear that. <laughs> yeah. And they were going to come in and try and take it out. It was eventually decided not to, um, just because, well, probably because it wasn't politically expedient. It's going to look really bad if you order an airstrike on your own soil. And it, yeah, on that, that might hurt your chances oh. for re-election, and it would honestly probably oh. cause more damage than the whole killdozer itself did. <clears throat> That's fucking crazy. I just heard that they were trying to get um, armor-piercing ammunition from them. They very well could have been. I assume they were trying to get something to stop it. Yeah. Eventually, what ends up happening is after it loses power and gets stuck... He shoots himself. Okay. Like you do. Wasn't going to get taken alive. It took them four hours to cut in with an oxyacetylene torch and get into the killdozer where they found him dead. And that was about the end of the killdozer story. One other interesting thing is that when they scrapped the killdozer, they ordered it cut up and sent off to four unnamed scrapyards so that nobody could get a hold of any of the pieces because there were so many fans of the killdozer and they thought how dare you if you think he's a hero we're going to make sure you never get a piece of it so you can't nobody owns the killdozer now or you can't go see it yeah so it was it was just too the small town in one final act of pettiness wants to deprive us of our hero but we all know we all know (laughs) what was his name again Good call. His name was Marvin John Haymeyer, and he's an American hero. Hail Marvin. Hell uh, yeah. So yeah, that final the the final built like to everybody listening, like you have to go and see these videos of the killdozer if you haven't seen it already. It, it's aerial footage of this thing going. It's videos from the ground of afterwards. There's lots of pictures of the aftermath. I highly recommend that you check this thing out. And you can see how futilely the police are trying to stop it. Nobody can stop this thing. He was tearing through town for two and a half hours. Yeah. And nobody could touch him. If you put it on one and a half speed and play the Benny Hill music behind it, it'll go perfect. Oh, yeah. Because little the, wackety sacks will make your killdozer go better any day of the week. Um, 
but uh, that last like hardware store uh, that he crashed into, it was like it, it like long. It like attached like through the 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 back of the block street block behind it. You know what I mean? And, yeah, like, he drove clean through the hardware store. <laughs> he like took out the left portion of it and got wedged in the side. And you said his track got stuck in the basement. Holy yeah. fuck. Well, and here's the other thing on. So like the newspaper was on a corner. Uh, it was the corner office of this building. Okay. He took care not to damage any of the other offices of the, of the building just to destroy the things he wanted to destroy and leave everything else untouched. That's what's so crazy about this is it's so, uh, I guess the word's deliberate. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Deliberate. Um, Oh, that's well. And the the final bill was seven million dollars, which in two thousand four money was well, probably a little more than it is today. Okay, I was started (laughs) on the whole monetary policy of the United States and the Federal Reserve banking system. If we want to don our tinfoil hats another time, we can do that. Well, yeah, we could we could talk about that uh, that in ter- in terms of like a heist. Um, oh, that is a heist. That's a heist by the Merchants Guild. It's all how you tell the story, man. It is. This was a fucking good one. Yeah, dude, that's the fucking killdozer, man. That is the killdozer. Yeah, it's so funny. It has that like that very specific name, killdozer. Like it is. It is. It is the killdozer. I mean, there's. There's only been one of it. The only other thing that was similar was when that homeboy took the the tank. He took an M60 out on a joyride through San Diego while high on crystal meth and slightly inebriated. He's been drinking. And, uh, yeah, he, he did some damage with that thing, too. Um, it's really funny that you mentioned that because uh... – Somewhere, um, like out in the boonies by where I grew up, um, there was a, a go-go bar called, uh, titillations and, um, late at night on, on television, they would have like local commercials for titillations go-go bar. And it was footage of that guy rampaging through the streets on, in his M60. And it's like, you know, subtitled, like, but we know where he was going. Ah, I like it. You know what? That makes me want to go to Titillations Go Go Bar now. They, they, yeah, you you probably like that area. I think it's uh yeah, Yeah. it's a very live free or die kind of place. I think. All right, I like it. (laughs) Um, yeah. What else? What else can we fucking talk about? Um, I don't know, man. I'm all jazzed up now talking about the killdozer. I know, right? It, I'm yeah. just, I'm just glad that we could bring this story of justice and other things like that to our listeners. This is an important one to tell. Yeah, that. Oh man, um, we do this for you, accomplices. We do this for you. This is all for you. We give it all up for you. Um, we don't know why we're so. Yeah. 
But we are. Yep. Man, I've got poison ivy all over my arms. That kind of sucks. That sucks a lot. Um, I'm allergic to that shit as far as I know. Yeah, well, I am very allergic to it. and But it's, you know, you got to get paid. There's a, there's a very specific um, type of, I don't know, you buy at the store, you know, that's like a cream or something. And it's like kind of grainy. So when you rub it on, it like itches it, but it also breaks it up and cleans it off. And I don't know, but it's okay. expensive as fuck. Google it when I'm done and I'll let you know. Yeah. The other thing I could do is wear long sleeves, but it's like 90 degrees with 300% humidity here. Yeah. So I'm just going to do the poison oak is less, is less uncomfortable than that. Um, yeah, I see, um, I see people wearing like, uh, light colored, you know, or like white long sleeve stuff. I think about that sometimes cause I'm outside all the time. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Also my company shirts are, you know, short sleeve polo shirts and I'm not going to wear anything under it cause that would be too hot. Word. Actually. They have those Under Armour ones. They would get expensive to make with my logo, but I should do that. They're the super breathable ones. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I know. Yeah, because I'm going through like a gallon of water a day these days. Yeah, that's how. Yeah. You should do that on regular days when you're not sweating your ass off. That's what I try and do. Or have been it. Gallon of water is too much, man. There's a certain equation. It's like um, half your body weight plus something i think and that's how many ounces of water you should drink um and i know mine comes out to about a gallon <laughs> if you've anybody wants yeah. to fucking hear that shit figure out well you're also substantially larger than me yeah yeah i got i need a lot of coolant to keep this fucking kill dozer going <laughs> yeah buddy that was a tie in i see what you did i like it i like it ah so do we have anything else on the horizon as far as stories we want to do i mean uh how how much of a spoiler do you and the accomplices want um we could just toss some ideas around i mean i know i was talking about that one that was very similar to the uh, north hollywood shootout that was the florida shootout um i'm all down for shootouts um i was thinking of doing um i've been on my uh south american cartel drug lord kick um the the um pablo escobar's cartel assault on um colombian parliament oh you like i i actually know a lot about that because i've not only did i watch the narcos season one but i watched an entire documentary about that and read extensively about it afterwards yeah that one that's been on my list. It's it's pretty wild. Um, so yeah, just just a couple. Um, also, do you know where uh, the the term uh, Stockholm syndrome comes from? No. Okay. Well, that's where we're gonna leave that. All right. Um, and and accomplices, if you have any requests, we will drop everything to do one of your requests. Because so far, your requests have been on point. DB Cooper was a request, right? Yeah, DB Cooper is the only request we had, and it's probably like our best, uh, most—I um, don't know—that it's it's the most pertinent to what we're trying to do. 
Yeah, it's it was really good, and somebody came up with it. Uh, Mark Cohen in fucking uh, New Jersey. Shout out to Mark. Shout out to Mark. You and... Should probably get out of New Jersey though. Well, grass is always greener. Um, Does New Jersey even have grass? Oh, totally. It's very nice. Okay. Um, everybody just goes and like sees Newark, and uh, they're like, "Holy shit!" And they just turn around. Fair enough. But uh, that's what I do when I go to Newark too. So, you know. Um, anyway, uh, what was I going to say? Um, I guess uh, I don't know if this is weird, but um, uh, Anthony Bourdain killed himself. We spoke about this really uh, briefly. Oh yeah, that was fucked up. I don't know if it's like, you know, has any effect like you or whatever. But like that dude was a serious fucking influence on me. I love books and his writing. And uh, yeah, you think like uh, somebody that fucking has you know everything that you think you want, you know, himself. It's it's like I don't know. Well, do you existential? <laughs> do you think he actually killed himself? Well, um, that's that's very interesting. Uh, note that you mentioned that because there's possibility not, I, I, but I don't know if that's just me wanting to not believe it. Um, so I've I've heard a lot of various rumors and things. I heard one that was pretty pretty it had all its t's and i's crossed and dotted so you go first um also uh if if anybody since we're talking we're on the subject of suicide um i think it's important because uh i know i've dealt with this kind of shit in in my own personal life and everybody um it's okay uh to like reach out for help and shit um yeah please do like i had a buddy the other day posted something on facebook uh, said, well, I guess the suicide prevention uh, hotline has a has a wait time. So I was like, well, shit, I guess I know what I'm doing tonight. So I stayed up till like two in the morning chatting with him. He was pretty fucked up and he made it out the other side. It took about a week of him being super depressed. And yeah, but yeah, yeah. Dude, just talk to people, man. Talk to like if someone's depressed, don't you just got to talk to them. Nothing yeah. you can say will really just like hang out and talk to them for however long it takes and and i and i think that's that's a really important kind of thing um today and also like if if you're the person that somebody's reaching out to um you know i think probably probably the best thing w- i don't know i i can only speak from you know my own standpoint and nothing nothing's really going to get me out of that like depressive state and that's like the problem with depression (laughs) is like uh yeah it doesn't make sense you can't talk somebody out of it but you you can talk someone through it i guess just by staying in contact it i think that's the best the best thing to do just normal conversations at a regular at a frequent interval just to kind of help distract i think I'm not sure. I'm I'm not sure what the best way to handle it is, but I know that you can you can help. Well, and and ending your life is not the answer. Um, it's like there's there's this, there's this, 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 
uh, sorry, uh, statistics are like 75% of all suicidal decisions are made in the last five minutes. And that's really fucked up. And I feel like I've been in that five minute golden hour. You know what I mean? And it's really kind of fucking scary sometimes. Yeah, it's a very and, impulsive thing, right? Yes. And that's that's what's the, the most scary about depression and uh, suicidal thoughts and suicide in general is that it's it's a combination of basically everything we've been talking about. You don't want help. Um, you don't see a light at the end of the fucking tunnel. You know, um, you don't. Sometimes you think the world will literally be better off without you, or I don't know. Some people have to go out in like a blaze of glory, and that's kind of fucked up. Um, but uh, I don't know. That's still like a last final cry for help. And 90% of all people that uh, attempt suicide and survive um, don't attempt it again. So, like, you know. A lot of people, uh, I don't know if you've ever seen that interview with the guy that jumped off the Golden Gate Bridge and like broke all the bones in his body, but survived. Oh, and, I think every single jumper that survived immediately regretted it after jumping. That I, I, I mean, I'm, I have goosebumps right now, but yeah, I feel like that, that like, you know, <clears throat> stomach coming up into your throat feeling, you know, of like losing or like just jumping, you know? Yeah, that's that, Will Arnett's I have made a huge mistake times a million yeah and um anyway uh i didn't even i didn't even tie this in i don't i didn't even think about i didn't even think about the tie-in with today's topic because that dude um did kill himself but um if you are thinking of uh you know harming yourself or anyone else or um you know you just really need to reach out and talk to somebody that's non-biased and they're not going to judge you um call 1-800-232-8255 or sorry it's 1-800-273-8255 um that's the national suicide prevention lifeline we want you we want you back to listen to our episodes man yeah and uh yeah we need listeners yeah we we need to get our numbers up though and suicide all the way yeah so okay now now i'm curious what's what's the thing that you heard because it's probably either what i heard or more coherent than what i heard okay well i don't really understand how to use reddit and i think that's a that's an issue of i don't have like a computer that i use on like a screen you know all my internet's on my phone so i I can't figure out reddit so that's why i'm I'm not up on like a lot of these things but i did hear so um what's his girlfriend's name um okay i think this is what i heard i don't remember her name but yeah italian actress yeah something um well she uh anyway I don't know how recent it was, but apparently there was a sexual assault um, by Harvey Weinstein on her. And um, yeah, she was one of the Me Too's, right? Yes, she was very, um, very. She yes, she was one of the she's she's one of the people against Harvey Weinstein. I think you know in legal in legal cases, right? Um, and Anthony Bourdain was intensely outspoken. For the me too movement and again harvey weinstein especially on twitter and i think like the week leading up to his death there was like in anti harvey weinstein tweets and shit like that but um 
Harvey Weinstein, um, uh, you know, I mean, this is here, here, this, I don't know if you can hear the crinkle of my tinfoil hat, but Harvey Weinstein hires, um, ex, uh, Israeli Mossad agents and hitmen to like, yeah, that, that's a known fact like that that happened. And it's not just him. It's the whole merchant's guild. Right. I, I mean, it's just, I think it's just, if you have that much wealth and power at some point, like you, you know, it's more, it, it's worth more to kill someone than to have them interfere with your business. Yes. So, uh, so yeah, uh, these ex, you know, Mossad agents, um, uh, are like, you know, masters at, um, making it look like an accident or not blatant murder. And, um, it would be very easy for them to, infiltrate a small french village a small french village's hotel and you know stage it to look like anthony bourdain hung himself with a belt that's what that's what happened and poor fucking chef eric repair came and came and found him the next morning he didn't show up for dinner the night before and uh when he didn't show up for uh, fucking breakfast the next morning they like went up to his room because he wasn't answering his phone or anything um yeah so that's what i heard is that harvey weinstein had anthony bourdain killed via um massad massad such a bummer either that's, way that sounds plausible i know it's just such a fucking bummer either way i mean yeah. if, if he would have um you know like i mean he was a former addict you know i mean he was very open about that if he well, was he still liked to party too oh yeah oh yeah i mean like he kicked the heroin but he would still booze it up and smoke some weed and all that shit yeah you listen to rogan every day too yep Ugh, yeah just listen to that he was talking about that um but which it would make it would make more sense if if it was like accidental death by heroin overdose yeah, yeah. Like, in, in this case, I think it is at least as likely as not that he was suicided rather than actually did it himself. Yeah, I it it's really fucked up. And um, which I'm not sure if that's better or worse, you know. I don't know, man. I think it's easier. It would be easier for me to to process that. At least then it's someone else's fault and you could be angry at somebody, you know that too you know it kind of leaves some kind of explanation you know that's 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 a major problem with <clears throat> suicide and how impulsive it is and yeah illusions of, of being intensely depressed is that you know it, it everything makes sense to you and everything's terrible but when you vocalize it to other people it, it sounds like fucking madness yep yeah all right well on that happy note yeah um thanks everybody for listening to another very um uh real yeah this was a real episode and i really i like i like this kind of stuff um of take the money and run the heist about podcast i mean the podcast about heists uh we just heisted almost 45 minutes of your life robberies earbuds 
uh, fucking the mail. Um, people steal anything. Butt plugs. Butt plugs. Sorry, mom. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, thanks for listening to another episode of Take the Money and Run. All of our accomplices, you guys are fucking dope. Don't forget to uh, subscribe to us and uh, leave us a review or some five stars or just whatever amount of stars. I don't care at this point. I just want to tell people, tell people about us, tell them to listen, take your friends and tie them to a chair and download our podcast onto their phone. So we get more numbers and then put tape earbuds to their head and force them to listen like clockwork orange. You could do that. Um, You could also, um, just uh, play them on repeat on on mute um, when you go to sleep tonight. And uh, you could we, do that. You appreciate you, fam. Oh, wait, I've got one. This is heist related. Uh-oh. Steal like hundreds of iPads and use them exclusively to play our podcast. Maybe if we go to the Apple store and just go on all the devices and subscribe and rate and review on each separate device in that. Holy shit. That's a good idea. I'm doing that tomorrow. I know. I just thought of it. It's the weed, man. Weed, LMAO. You you might need an email address, um, but those are free. So fuck it. Yeah. Um, Cool. Yeah. uh, That was cool. Uh, Follow up. Cool. Follow us on Instagram at Take the Money Pod. Uh, I'll post some pictures of the fucking kill dozer. And... Yeah, post a link to the video too if you can. Yes, uh, I'll. Yeah, I'll try. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. All right. Uh, but um, yeah. Thanks, accomplices. Don't. Yep. Uh, don't. Don't. Don't run over your whole town. Yeah, or do. Only if it's uh, warranted, though. Yeah. Well, I'm proud. Not, not that Probably we, is. not that we said so. Yeah. Okay. Although, bye. although if wait, if if. Okay. Oh, <laughs> no, we could, we get in there, but I, I was just gonna say, let me know first, so we could do a live podcast from inside the killdozer. Ooh, that's a good idea. That cool would that be? That's how we go viral. Yes. We figured it out. All right. So build a killdozer, let us know, and uh, we'll talk to you next time. Yep. All right.